You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, the podcast for coaches, thought leaders, and change makers who are ready to become the standout expert. If that's you, stay tuned because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I want to help you build a successful business sharing your expertise, generate the impact and income you need to create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. Are you ready? Let's enter the lab. Welcome to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm super excited because today is a celebration for 200 episodes. Very, very excited to have hit 200 episodes. If anyone is a podcaster that's listening, you'll know how much work it takes to get here and how much commitment, but also how much fun it is. So I'm super grateful and blessed to be here. Thank you, of course, for coming along to have a listen to today's show. So joining me on today's episode is my partner in life and my partner in business, my husband, Leon. How are you today, Leon? I'm fantastic. Thank you. I'm so happy and excited that you're joining me here today for this episode. Well, occasionally I get to make a guest appearance. That's good. <laughs> occasionally, occasionally I say, oh, why don't you join me? <laughs> so let's start off with a couple of fun facts about 200 episodes of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. This podcast is downloaded in 24 countries, which is really exciting. What are some other little fun facts? Our most or the country that downloads the most episode is the United States of America. So shout out to all of my USA friends and listeners. It's really great to have you here. And just catching up in the rear there is Australia. So a big shout out to all of my Australian listeners and to all of our listeners from all over the world, from the UK, from Canada, from, oh, lots of, well, 24 countries, right? <laughs> <laughs> When I was back in episode 100, I did a celebration episode and featured the guests that had been on the show and featured the top, the guests from the top 10 most downloaded episodes. And for months, I've been thinking, how am I going to you know, do episode 200? I didn't want to do that same format. I didn't want to feature just you know one person or a special guest. And then it hit me like a lightning bolt. Why don't I feature the listeners. Why don't I feature you? You're the people that show up here and listen to the show. So that's exactly what I've done. Episode 200 is all about uh, you because without you, we wouldn't have got this far. Like I said, there's lots of work in producing a podcast and getting it out to the airwaves. And if there was no one listening, we wouldn't be doing this, would we, Leon? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not, I'd say. No. Um, and I, I could just quickly say, uh, it felt like yesterday that we're doing you know, episode 100. Right. I'm like, I, what's I that agree last with you. Like- it seriously does not feel like that long ago. But apparently it was a hundred episodes ago. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun, apparently. It feels like just a couple of days. Anyway. It does. Move it on. does. <laughs> Absolutely. But episode this episode, uh, like I said, it was it's about you, the listener. So I started to think, well, how could we do that? So I did two things. Firstly, I went out to my inner circle clients. So big shout out to all of my uh, clients, students, members, family. Actually, I call you guys family, uh, family of inner circle. And I asked my inner circle clients what their favorite episode was and why. And then I went out to the members of the Thought Leaders Business Lab community, which is our community on Facebook. And if you haven't joined us there, I recommend once you've listened to this episode, heading over there. Um, I asked the community to leave a question 
whatever they wanted about our business, Leon, about our podcast, about our lives or absolutely anything in between. Yep, just threw it out there. Did throw it out there and we got so many replies that I had to only pick a few because otherwise we were going to be here for the next 10 hours. So thank you so much to everyone that jumped straight in and participated, hit reply on the post, hit reply on the emails. But we've picked out a few episodes and um, we've already had a lot of fun, haven't we, Leon, going through these? Yeah, it's been really good. And I think just having picked out some of the the questions probably was a good idea because I kept going, well, that's a good one. Well, that's a good one. That's a good I one. Know. We'll like be 10 hours and in a podcast episode. Exactly. So we we might have to just circle back here in a few weeks and actually yeah, do this so. again because there's some fantastic questions um, and some really – actually, some of the questions could almost be an episode on them, uh, you know, all on their own. But we've picked out a couple. So let, let's – should we jump in, Leon? Yep, let's do it. So first question is by a Thought Leaders Business Lab community member, Sean Premnath from seanmastermusic.com.au, who was also featured on episode 193 of the podcast when he uh, courageously put his hand up and dived into an episode with Tim and I, and we critiqued his website and his branding. So that was a really good episode if you want to listen to that. But Sean asked, is the term life partners should never be business partners a myth? And I think this is a really great question. And Leon, before we dive into it, I've got a different, a slightly different question to ask you before we dive into this. How would you have answered that question that Sean asked in the early days of our relationship? Yeah, that's a great question. And I, I think there's a lot of change since then. But looking back at it in the beginning of the relationship, I actually um, had no idea what I could do to be part of the business. Mm-hmm. So I, that was hard for me to get my head around to start with. Mm-hmm. Maybe at the time, and maybe it might have been a thing that we shouldn't have been business partners, uh, mainly because I had no idea, really. <laughs> but now, is it different now? So now it's completely different from what I thought when we first started out down that, that road uh, originally. And now I think it's uh, absolutely brilliant. Um, mm. and wouldn't, wouldn't want it any other way. Mm. And, I mean, obviously when we met right from the beginning, I, I mean, we all know I'm a little full on. I was talking <laughs> to you about coming into the business within a few weeks, I think. I yep. knew you were the one. I knew I was going to marry you. You just didn't realise it at the time. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't know it yet. <laughs> you know, back then I already knew that um, life partners were great in business if – you know, you're on this on the same page, and what I mean by being on the same page is really, I think you you need to be very self aware. You need to be very responsible for your emotions and actions, and that's probably the hardest part with being life partners and business partners. But I've been in business. Well, I was in business for 20 years with my my ex husband, so I knew how powerful it was, I guess, to be in business with a partner because at the end of the day, you've got goals as a partnership, you know, whether it's um, income or investments or, you know, how you want your life to be, all of these kinds of things. So when you're in business together, you're able to make those sure that those goals are in alignment. You know where you're heading, you know exactly what needs to happen to get there. So it's much easier to control the business knowing where you want to be. So I always knew and and had successfully done it. I mean, successful you could say successfully or not where I'm still I'm not married to my ex-husband um but we were great in business together well they had nothing to do with the business so 
It didn't, and I think, and it really didn't. It was it was something else. But I learned so much from that that I've brought into our relationship. And I think that we're going to deep dive into that a little bit more with some of these other questions. But yeah, I would say that if you want to be business partners with your partner in life, definitely need to be self-aware, definitely need to have some rules in place. Again, we're going to talk a bit about that. But I think it's like the best way to go to achieve your goals together. Yeah, self-awareness is definitely the key to that. And I think just being honest about it as well because, you know, like I think a lot of people tend to assume too much and or not be honest about their traits and how they are and Mm. and be realistic about it. And I Mm. think that's something that I may have overthought at the beginning as well. (laughs) Yeah. Leon, overthinking? Never. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh and Sean did ask a second question, which which we had a little giggle over. He said, how do you work through your disagreements if you have any? And I do as I'm told. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, now I understand why we haven't actually had any disagreements. <laughs> oh, someone said, you know, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> oh. Funny. No, seriously, we, we, we actually haven't ever had a disagreement. Or we haven't yet, have we? Uh, not yet. And, and I, I think because we're so aligned with what we're trying to achieve, it makes it a hell of a lot easier to actually follow the direction of the business that we're trying to achieve something because mm. we're, we're aligned already. And mm. so it makes it a lot easier to actually, you know, stay focused on what needs to be done. And because of that and we'll probably need to talk about this more later as well, is that what each one of us does in the business, it makes it easier to actually follow that path. Absolutely. And on the life perspective, I think because this is our second rodeo for both of us, we've we've brought in a lot of learnings, you know, and have both been quite open and saying that, you know, we're not so innocent, that we didn't do things so well each of us the first time. And we have both come in with ideas of how we wanted to act differently or be different in our marriage the second time around. Yeah. And I think one of the things for me was uh, making sure that I was being myself and that, mm-hmm. that I was honest about things. So not thinking that I can do things that I can't and mm-hmm. if I know what my limitations are and the, having that in mind that I don't want to affect the business by thinking that I can do something that I can't as well. Mm, love it. Love it. Awesome. So hopefully that answers your question, Sean. Now I want to give a shout out to Kathleen Fair. Uh, she's an inner circle, a family member, and also the host of the Epic Women Leaders podcast. Totally suggest you go have a listen to that. It's a great podcast. She brings some great insights into leadership and uh, shares some great stories and uh, and interviews some great guests. I'm giving Kathleen a big shout out for two reasons. Kathleen has listened to every single episode of this podcast and has even said that some of the episodes she's listened to more than once. So Kathleen, thank you so much for being a longtime listener of the show. But Kathleen shared that her favorite episode was episode 78, Creating a Life with Zero Limits with Matthew Paddy. Uh, and this... I I know has made a huge impact in Kathleen's life. She listened to this episode the first time in uh, in May when it was released. And then um, through, I think I was on a, a call with the Inner Circle members and I just mentioned this episode and it would have been in August of the same year and she said she re- re-listened to it and like it was just like 
this moment of, oh my goodness, it's exactly what I needed to hear. So I thoroughly recommend that you listen to episode 78, Creating a Life with Zero Limits with Matthew Paddy. That particular episode was the beginning of some you know, learning about Matt, meeting Matt on the call and going forward and doing quite a few collaborations with him. So um, that that's something else. If you're thinking about doing a podcast, that it's not just about getting your message out but you've got an opportunity to meet some great people and potentially do some great collaborations. And um, I really, really love the work that Matt and I have done together. And uh, hopefully that uh, when COVID is over, we're going to be getting our retreats up and running once we can get on plane again. (laughs) So good. Absolutely. Um, But talking about Matt, he has put out a question in the Thought Leaders Business Lab Facebook group. And this one made me laugh because Matt and I do know each other quite well. And Leon, you know Matt quite well as well. He's actually a client of yours. Yeah, yeah. Amazing podcast as well. Love it. Yes. You do need to listen to that um, high performance consciousness podcast. Really cool podcast. If you want to hear the smoothest voice ever, put that podcast on. Uh, Our team has got a joke that you don't ever listen to that podcast while you're driving because Matt's voice will put you to sleep. It's just so soothing and beautiful. Uh, But Matt asked, do you guys call BS on each other when it's needed? And how do you help each other stay focused and in your zones of genius? Yeah, I think I might take this one uh, to start with. And, and I think it's probably you calling me sometimes on my BS. <laughs> and- oh, oh, come on. I think we both call each other on our BS. <laughs> yeah, I think I probably need it more than you though. Um, <laughs> I just to make an example of it is that when there's something for me, like I, I like to cut the podcast myself, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I realize that, well, and now I realize that I can't cut them all myself because you've actually called me on it. Uh, Hang on, I'm just going to jump in here for two secs because there's probably people listening that don't understand that you've actually got, you know, we each take a separate piece of the business each and that the part of the business or the side of the business that you take is through the Accelerant Group and you actually help other podcast owners to edit and produce their podcasts. So you're not just talking about the Thought Leaders Business Lab podcast, you're talking about the 12 or so episodes that ha- need to be edited every week, right? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just assumed everyone knew that. No, no. <laughs> I don't know why they would know that. <laughs> <laughs> what, they can't tap into your mind and read it? Oh, <laughs> uh, you can't read my mind? Um, yeah, whoops. <laughs> yeah, so you can't you can't edit that many podcast episodes every week yourself. Yeah, it's something I love doing it, but you actually can't get it all done myself so and I think it wasn't too actually pointed that out to me that that wasn't the most productive use of my time and not really the best way to try and get the uh, the work out there and so that that was that uh, you know calling calling BS on me so uh, and that was been super helpful you know just with uh, running the business because obviously that makes you know the time that I spend in the business there's plenty of other jobs that need to be done not just that and that helped helped a lot. Mm. Yeah, I think that that your greatest trait is that you want to help so many people and make sure the quality of the work that you produce is extremely high. But conversely, the opposite of that is you can't do it all yourself. So I totally had to help you understand that the role of the business owner is not letting go of the fact that you want top quality work, but it's to help you understand that you need to train other people to produce that high quality work. And I think that's definitely been a game changer for you. Yep. Yep. For sure. And 
I just want to point out something as well that I think, you know, in, in this, just with the getting called out on stuff, what we did earlier on, which I, I don't know how it all came to fruition, but going through what kind of profile you are, and and I, I, I talk about um, wealth dynamics here, for example, mm-hmm. um, where I'm an accumulator type mm-hmm. and I know you're a star. Um, oh, no, I'm a supporter. But so, oh, there you stars, go. Stars up there. You knew that it was that side of the profile. Are you sure it's not a star? I'm 100% sure it's not a star. Well, either way, that leads me to going, um, you know, when we look at where we are in the business, uh, I think it's uh, also knowing what your place is and when we go to call BS on it and realizing, you know, keeping that on track of where you are and what you're mm-hmm. best suited to in the business is mm. really been good as well. Yeah, and that's exactly it. It's understanding how we can add the most value. And, um, you know, even with our DISC profiles, I mean, I'm a a DI, you're a CS, so we've actually got both of those sides. But understanding that as a a high D that I can't completely tear my hair out when you're, you know, in your C personality, (laughs) even though it drives me mental, like I'm even twitching as I'm sitting here saying that. But understanding. How we each add value, and I think it's really funny that you said I don't know how this happened. I know how it happened. I've been running teams for over twenty years, and I knew that we needed to do this. And I think it's really cute that you didn't realise that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I thought you know originally, uh, you, you know, and I, I've got to say, just thinking back to you know, how we start off in in business as well is you never pushed me into the business. You no. kind of let it happen. But what I didn't realize as well was thinking about that now is is that, uh, you know, mucking around with like things like doing your profile mm-hmm. and working, you know, what, you know, the start. Um, the wealth dynamics. Wealth dynamics, you know, whichever one it was, you know, I think you were just working at where I fit in the business. <laughs> oh, I totally was. I knew you'd get there eventually. You're right. I didn't force you because I never wanted to force you into the business if it's really something you didn't want to do because for me – having a relationship where we're each happy is way more important to me than you being in the business and not being happy. And you came from a a really high leadership role where you had hundreds of staff that you were looking after and, you know, millions of dollars of reporting. I didn't want you to ever come into the business and feel like you weren't valued. So to me, it was really important that you know you, A, decided if you wanted to be part of this and B, you know, when you were ready to walk away from your corporate career. As it turns out, when you were ready, you jumped really fast, (laughs) (laughs) which has been awesome. Yeah, it was was quite quick, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think in in that though, there's a lot of other points when you talk about, you know, leaving corporate and going to business that really – yeah, I really struggled with. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if a lot of other people do, and I'm assuming they do, but, you know, when you talk about stability in business and stuff like that and, ha- you know, if you're working for a company and having a job and thinking that you're stable, yeah, but then taking that leap and going and going working for yourself, yeah, it, it, I think it's difficult to let it go. And, and if mm. I think about this whole, it was 30 years of, of, of corporate mm-hmm. and letting that go and going to something that you really weren't sure of, you know, like mm. I said before, like not knowing where my place in the business was, not knowing how I could help and like, I didn't want to be a freeloader, you know, as in I didn't mm. want to be sponging off you, like, and, you know, not being able to help you and assist in the business because I want to help people, mm. but I didn't know how I could help. Yeah. No. I think there was um, something that was really helpful was I was down in Melbourne 
oh, well, it would have been last year. It would have been just as you sort of came into the business. And I caught up with a beautiful friend of mine, Susan Dean from Dean Publishing, and her daughters are both in the business with her. And I was chatting to Chloe um, as she picked, you know, in the, the drive from the airport and, and we were talking and I was saying how you were struggling, you know, in those first couple of weeks in the business. And she was the one that said to me, you know, tell Leon it takes about four weeks to find your feet. It is really, you know, it's really difficult. And that was the best bit of advice that, that I had that I passed on to you that we've now passed on to friends of ours who are also going through the same thing and mentioned only a couple of weeks ago, oh, exactly the same the same problems. So if there's anyone out there that is thinking as a partner that they want to move into the business and it's not something where you're setting the business up together because that's different, if you've got one partner coming into the business, give it at least four weeks and just know that it is a very challenging time and that both partners are going through very different problems. And that doesn't mean that neither of them are relevant. It's just that they're very different. So I think that was a really great piece of advice that we got from Chloe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Don't freak out. Just go with it. Absolutely. All right, let's give a shout out to a beautiful Inner Circle member, Miranda Mitchell, who has two businesses, Diamond Dancewear and Elevate Your Dance Studio. And she suggests listening to episode 114, which is the top 10 business books. Again, this was an episode that I recorded with Tim where we shared the top 10 business books that uh, we've used or referenced in our business to help us go to the next level. And she said it was a really great episode so that she could fill up her reading list. So thank you for letting us know that one, Miranda. It's always good to know what lands and what doesn't. It's always good to know what lands. Let's go with that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, stick with the positives. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Amy Joshua, which sounds really crazy because she's really Amy J to us. Beautiful friend of ours, isn't she, Leon? Yeah, Yeah, Amy's awesome. Amy's beautiful. She's like my soul sister from the other (laughs) side of the world. Uh, Amy J, totally have a listen to her podcast, Chasing Dreams podcast with Amy J. She was also on episode 173 of the Thought Leaders Business Lab podcast. And her question is super cool. She says, or she asks, individually, we have our own risk tolerance levels and sometimes it can be a bit high where you're willing to try new things and take chances. When working together, is your risk tolerance lower, higher or the same? Do you want me to take this one, Leon? (laughs) Yeah. Why don't you start this one? Okay. (laughs) I love this question because it is something that you need to be really aware of uh, when you are in business with a partner because you do need to help each other out here a bit. And I think for where I really love this question is that my risk tolerance is quite high and Leon, yours is actually quite low. Yeah. In at different times, however, sometimes we can flip. So I think that the trick here for us has been to really understand each other's values. Our core values are very different. That doesn't mean either of us are right or wrong. They're just very different because they're our core values. And understanding each other's values makes it a lot easier to decide where we're going to go. And I think what I've noticed a lot is that when we're making a decision that is more in alignment with my values, I've noticed, Leon, that you your risk tolerance, you'll sort of bring it up a little bit sort of to come to meet me. And I've noticed that if we're making a decision in the business that is more in alignment with your core values, 
I will sort of like come down to meet you. And I think that knowing each other's values makes this a lot easier because you don't resent the other person. You know that you're doing it to to help the other person to not be totally spiraling out of control. Yeah. Look, I want to bring up something that uh, happened early on in our relationship with one of the first events that you were running. Oh, this, you know, just even like (laughs) you bringing this up gives me sweaty palms straight away because I think this is probably one of the scariest things I've ever done and we had only known each other less than a year. Well, I was just thinking that that was kind of normal. I didn't realize uh, how stressed (laughs) out you were about it Um, because, yeah, so this event was actually in Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. In the US. Um, so it's in the US. US, yep. 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 Um, and I know that, you know, from speaking to you, by this stage of the relationship, I knew you'd run a lot of events in Australia. Mm-hmm. And this was probably, was it the first one in the it US? It was the first US event, absolutely. Yeah. And, and it was a full two day event. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I'd helped organize it with you and, and organize the, you know, the, the, you know, the venue and that kind of the stuff. The venue, and- the, the food, the yeah, location, so the, the stuff. The speakers, <laughs> so much. It helped out so much. Yeah. And so I think it was the – you. I wasn't going to be going with you. Um, can't remember no, what that was No, you told me you couldn't get time off work. Yeah, that's right. It was too, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So anyway, on the Saturday before the Wednesday we were supposed to fly into Santa Monica – so there's only a few days beforehand. You've mm-hmm. gone. That's it. You're coming with me. <laughs> yeah, I was. There was no way I was going to run a two day event on the other side of the world without any support whatsoever. <laughs> I just decided on Saturday morning, I'm booking you a ticket, and you. I don't care if you're ringing sick. You're coming with me. <laughs> well, actually, that's you calling BS and going, Leon, sort it out. You come with me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I chucked a sickie. So. If you're in the US, that's um, calling in sick. For the- <laughs> <laughs> um, and my boss didn't actually know that I'd gone to America and back. So <laughs> that's yeah, hilarious. We were, we were only there for four days. We flew in on the Wednesday. We left the Friday evening. We arrived back on Sunday afternoon. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, super quick trip. Yeah. Look, but look, yeah. It, it was an, um, an amazing trip. It was super quick. It was lots of fun. It was very tiring. And we had a ball and we met some awesome people over there and, you know, really grateful that we're still actually connected with a lot of those people today. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that was was awesome. I think when you talk about the risk involved in it, Mm -hmm. I had faith in you. You decided that you want to do this and I had faith in you, which for me made it a lot easier to just Mm. go, okay, well, I have no idea what I'm doing. It's a lot of money in, invested in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's risky because you're flying across the other side of the world, and we yeah, the money was a lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's and if anyone runs events in the US, you'll know how expensive that can actually be. And so there was a lot of investment in it, and I think the thing that made it easier for me to deal with was I had faith in you. Mm. And the reason, you know, and, and the other part of that was that I had faith in you that you could do it. I also knew. The, the risk versus reward in the amount of people that you can help with what you have to offer is huge. And for me, that made it worth it, taking the risk. Yeah. And for me, the risk for you was that you didn't want to get in trouble at work and I just went, I'm calling BS on that. You're getting on the plane. You're coming with me. So I think it's really understanding each other. Yeah. Um, and 
valuing each other because if you really didn't want to go, I would not have done that. So I think that that risk is helping each other to reach new heights. Yeah. Really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's definitely supporting each other to get it done. Absolutely. Thanks for that question, Amy J. Really appreciate you. And I can tell you, Leon and I had a great conversation around that before we started recording, which was really fun too. Let's give a shout out to Inner Circle family member Ali Nitschke from madeformore.com.au and she suggests listening to episode 179 of the Thought Leaders Business Lab podcast, which uh, was hiring and managing a virtual team. Uh, One of the things that we talked about in that episode was the systems that needed to be up and running to manage a virtual team. And whilst Ali said that, you know, she doesn't have a team yet, that just understanding how those systems needed to be put into her place in her business certainly were instrumental in her making some big changes in her business. So definitely uh, listen to that, episode 179, Hiring and Managing a Virtual Team. And Ali, thank you so much for reaching out and letting us know about that episode. So the next question was asked by quite a few people, uh, Karen Lebsamt, co-founder of Courage on Kitchen and suppliers or manufacturers of the beautiful Courage on Kitchen Lavosh. If you hadn't had, had those, definitely get them on your plate and in your tummy. And also Joe Pardo, host of the Super Joe Pardo Show and also my co-host on the Business Geeks podcast. And I believe Michelle Powell also asked this question and that is, How do you keep your business boundaries? What agreed boundaries do you have in place to manage work-life balance? Yeah, this is quite an interesting one. I think this the the work-life balance discussion always comes up and one of my greatest concerns is around burnout Mm -hmm. and just working, working, working. And probably, you know, with what's happened in the uh, past probably six months now, I suppose, it's with people more working from home, this probably is more relevant now than ever. Mm-hmm. And not just for you know the entrepreneurial types, uh, corporate as well. Um, but setting boundaries around when you work is probably one of the things that I think is super important for us. So mm-hmm. um, with with us, I know that we definitely have time where we actually stop and go and do things as a couple, whatever mm-hmm. that may be. Where that's you know just you know going to get the groceries and walking down the street to you know, chat while we're walking and, and, and get the groceries or, you know, when it's that time of night where you go, that's enough enough work, stop, laptops off and actually, you know, watch a bit of TV or something and actually or make dinner. Um, mm-hmm. That's something that we do every day. We actually cook breakfast, lunch and dinner together, don't we? Yeah, yeah. So um, for us, we always make every meal together. We always eat every meal together away from work. We always, you know, go eat you know, at the dining room table or out on the balcony. We never, ever eat while we're working. We always, you know, cook. We always help each other cook and clean up together because that's like it's a time where you're just having a chat that's not about business. So I think that's something that we we definitely do. We don't talk about business in the bedroom ever. Have you noticed that? (laughs) Ever, 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 ever. (laughs) No, there's a time and a place and the bedroom is not the time or the place for business. Um, and yeah, as, as Leon said, once the laptops are shut, that's it. You know, if I think Leon about our road trips, maybe we're taking time away. It's amazing how you can sort of switch off and within 60 minutes of just completely switching off, you know, the creativity starts and we start talking about business again, but we get, we also give ourselves the space to do that and understand that that's the way that each of us works. Yeah. I was going to bring that up because I I think that, uh, you know, those road trips 
and the creativity I've noticed that we both have on them and just taking yourself away from your daily surroundings makes a massive difference. I think we're also both happy to chat and drive along as well. Like I think mm-hmm. we're pretty happy with that. And mm-hmm. so that works really well for us. And and mm-hmm. I really enjoy those those chats that we have and whether it's, you know, coming up with, you know, a strategy or discussing what's, you know, what's working, not working and, you know, you know, creating different, you know, ways to solve issues. And yeah, I think that's just going away from being in that same place all the time really helps you, you know, um, reconnect. And of course, it's just the two of us chatting. I think it really uh, helps us just have, you know, couple time. So mm, Absolutely. And one of the other things that we do is we always take the weekends off. And I know that a lot of people say, you know, as entrepreneurs, it doesn't matter what day you work and it really doesn't, but we've sort of just gone into the flow of we take Saturday, Sunday off. Um, But then Sunday afternoon, we generally will have a quick discussion around what our week looks like moving forward. And I think what that does is A, mean over the course of Saturday and Sunday, we don't discuss business at all because I guess in the back of our heads, we know, well, it will happen Sunday. We will sort of touch base then, but definitely... That is something that when COVID hit right at the beginning that you and I did let slip. We were working 24-7. Yep, yep. Both of us were heading a little bit to, I won't say burnout, but we were both definitely tired and started acting a little differently. So I guess the early signs of burnout, I guess, maybe were creeping in. I don't know. I don't know how you would explain that. But that's something that we took control of pretty smartly and just went, no, we need to make sure that we have this time off to nurture ourselves, give ourselves some self-care and work and work on our our marriage because you know relationships need to be worked on and for me I I don't know about Leon actually I've not ever mentioned this before (laughs) like out loud but for me marriage comes first business comes second it's not the other way around for me yeah I I don't see I don't see why you should have to have the, the business first and I don't see why the business can't work around the marriage and the lifestyle that you both want to live mm-hmm uh, yeah, and I think that's something that you're passionate about as well is making sure that people can live their, their lifestyle. And I think for us, it's something that we want to do as well is like making sure that the lifestyle is what we want to have, not depicted by the business. Yeah, absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So that's how we manage our work-life balance. At the moment, we're not doing any dinners out like we used to. We used to head into the city and go out for drinks a lot with friends. We used to go out for dinner every single Friday yeah, night. every Friday haven't night. Done that. Haven't done that in a while, <laughs> but we'll get back there. But, yeah, yeah definitely having those boundaries yeah. in place is, is needed. Just before we finish on that, I was just going to say, I think it's, you know, we talk about burnout and and I think there's a, like a precursor to burnout is not operating in your optimal state. And mm-hmm. I think that's where it's important to have those breaks and those times out. And even if it comes to the point where, you know what, in your calendar, blank that time out as, you know, this is for, uh, for everyone, blank those times out. If, if Saturday is your day to go and do whatever it is that you do, blank that time out so you're not actually working and mm-hmm. go and book it in. Because otherwise, if you don't stop and you won't be optimal uh, operating for your clients and your family, and that I think will lead, for me, I think that leads down the path of burnout. Because Actually, I'm really glad that you mentioned that, Leon, because that's something we didn't we didn't mention. Then we actually block our calendars out. So in our calendars is the time where we, well, where we used to go to dinner. That was actually <laughs> in our calendars. Yeah, it was. You yeah. know, our gym time was in our calendars. Yep. You know, if we were going away. 
actually, I think this is really funny. We block time out of each other's calendars. <laughs> if I want to go do something, I'll just block your calendar out so your clients yep. can't can't uh, book in and you'll do the same to me. Yep. And I think that's really cool that we look each after each other in that way as well. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Thanks for bringing that up. That's really cool. Um, all right. So big shout out to Inner Circle, beautiful family member, Elena Mullery. Elena has the Happy Nurse podcast. Definitely take a listen to that because she has some really cool guests and shares some really great stories, even if you're not a nurse. You know, if you're in leadership, she shares some really great strategies um, around self-care, which as any business owner knows, we need a lot of self-care. She's mentioned two of her favourite episodes. Now, the first one actually is an episode. This one is out one of our highest downloaded episodes in 200 episodes. And that's episode 132, Being an Entrepreneur and a Parent. And in episode 132, I interviewed my own daughter, Anthea, and we talked about what life looks like through her eyes of growing up as a child with both of her parents being uh, business owners, entrepreneurs. And I've had so many mothers and fathers actually reach out saying how much they love this episode and being able to hear it through Anthea's eyes rather than hearing it through a parent's eyes and and understanding what it's like for a child. So um, if you have children definitely listen to episode 132, Being an Entrepreneur and a Parent. And her second favourite episode is 192, Courageous Conversations with Ali Nitschke. Um, If you're in leadership, having courageous conversations is something that is a bit scary and Ali shares a framework in this episode how to have the conversations that need to be had that none of us want to have. So that's episode 192. But next question comes from Tony Harris. Tony has been a client of mine in my Black Diamond program. He is, I would, I'm quite blessed to call Tony my friend. Really great guy. He has a um, a fintech startup, and uh, he actually reached out not just with a question, but he pre-framed it with a bit of a story, which I'm going to share. Um, he says the quality of your life is determined by the questions you ask. He said yesterday I was having a deep and meaningful with my seven-year-old grandson Harrison, who's recently been elected to the school representative council. So Leon and I want to say congratulations, Harrison. That's very cool. Great work, Harrison. Absolutely, and Harrison decided that he needed to ask lots of questions so that the SRC could decide what needed to be doing, which is so cool. That is awesome, obviously, isn't it? Obviously, <laughs> has some great role models there. Obviously, Tony being uh, Harrison's grandfather, great role model there uh, and already at seven years old knows exactly what need to, needs to be done. So off the back of that, Tony asks, what is the biggest question that you and Leon ask each other during these times? And I would say... It's not just during these times that we've found a few questions that we're using often. So we used to ask ourselves every, like I said, we did. We used to do planning every Sunday. We always asked ourselves, what do we need to do better this week? We asked ourselves things like, what are the opportunities that we haven't focused on yet? Or what's the new focused? But we recently started asking ourselves a different question. We started asking ourselves this, what, about four weeks ago, Leon? Yeah, yeah, about four weeks ago. And this particular question has absolutely changed some of the things that we're doing in our business. And the question that we asked ourselves was, what do we need to do to be the best in the world at helping people grow, build and grow their online coaching businesses? So the question essentially is, 
What do we need to do to be to make our business the best in the world in our niche? How's that changed? Like, but the, when we heard this question, Leon, we both had this moment of just like brains exploding, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, I, I love. It. I reckon it's a brilliant question. It just takes you to the next level. Like, there's you know, there's just you know, getting by, and then there's what can you do to make what you do like the best in the world. And I think that's a fantastic way of looking at it. It just kind of raises the bar just that bit more. Yeah, well, we were always asking, like, what do we need to do to go to the next level? Yeah. But then all of a sudden when we asked this question, I was like, oh, my goodness, next level now is completely irrelevant. It's like, let's just go up all the levels. Yeah. Well, it it just depends, like, when you think about where you're aiming for. And I think one level up sometimes isn't enough. I think if you can try, if you're aiming for the maximum of what you can aim for, you'll be the best that you can be. I, I think that the first um, takeaway I had when we asked ourselves this question, or the biggest aha moment I had, was that I felt like I'd been holding us back by asking, what do we need to do to get to the next level? And that I realized how limited my thinking was and how small I was playing. Yeah, but that's something that, you know, without someone asking the next question, that you don't realize you're doing that. And mm. I think just by hearing that question, it just it just twigged that next one would have like, well, yeah, we, we can do more. Absolutely. So I hope that question helps you just as much as it's helped us. And Tony, thank you so much for asking that question. Great question. Do you want to take do you want to take Angus's question? Alrighty. So Angus, so Angus Pryor, uh, from AngusPryor.com. Um what are the biggest opportunities in, in business right now that entrepreneurs can take advantage of? I love this question. I think it's so relevant because we're in a time that, uh, I mean, we've all heard it before. I'm starting to get a bit sick of it, to be honest, like unprecedented times. You know, every time I hear that, I just think of the Audi commercial when we're in unprecedented times. <laughs> the <laughs> Is that the, the ladies doing their grocery down? shopping <laughs> with a helicopter comes down. <laughs> we're in unprecedented times. <laughs> Great commercial, by the way. <laughs> well, clearly, because that one word takes me to the Audi commercial. That's so bad, isn't it? I think yep. it's hilarious. <laughs> You've got an insight into how wicked my sense of humor is. It gets me into trouble all the time. And yes, even on Facebook, in trouble all the time because I've got a terrible sense of humor. Lucky. Uh, but yeah, all seriousness now. The great, I believe that the greatest opportunity that that we have right now is to step up as leaders and to take the light from shining on ourselves to shining on how we can serve the people in our world. Whether you want to call them your audience or your tribe or you know whatever it is, but. Sh- not thinking about ourselves but how we can serve because at the end of the day we're all fearful at different times some of us more so than others I get that but at at different times we're all going to feel fear we're all going to feel not confident in making decisions we're all going to feel a bit wobbly we're going to be worried about the future you know like I said at different levels at different times but from taking that light and shining it from us and shining it onto our audience is the fast or the biggest opportunity because really it's not about us it's about how we can serve how we can help and when I think back to um you know the the end of March when things in Australia got really crazy the first thing I did was say okay 
there's a lot of people that are fearful. What can I do to help? I've been through multiple financial crises before. I've taken business through those times and come out the other side. So even though I don't know the answers, I know that I can help people in maybe talking through some of their fears or, or having a look at opportunities. So I made myself available for an hour a week to have uh, conversations on Zoom with business owners, not to have a whinge about what was going on, but to look for opportunities to help people understand, you know, we opened up these conversations, what's working right now, we shared, we helped people work through problems. And that was a really big thing was was building that trust with our community. Off the back of that, though, it's I think that you know, that is the biggest opportunity. But there's a couple of things that I believe that you really need to do uh, as an entrepreneur to make sure that you're able to show up in this way. And that's, and first, and we've discussed it a fair bit today already, is to look after yourself. You know, make sure that you're taking time out, take some self-care, whether it's, a, you know, just having a cuppa or having a bath or going for a walk, but really making sure that you're looking after yourself and looking after your mindset. I know that I've been listening to way more meditations and affirmations than I normally do because I know that I need to be in a place to really step up and step into my leadership and help the people, um, help people because our greatest opportunity right now is in this online education space because there's we're not going back to normal, I don't believe anyway. What do you think, Leon? Well, what is normal anyway? Yeah, well, I, about that. <laughs> look, there's the unprecedented times. I don't know if freaking out about these things unnecessarily, so to speak. There's definitely some people that are going to be in trouble and strife within, in the corporate game that have not got jobs and stuff like that. Like, absolutely, totally agree that there is a, a lot going on out there. There is still going to be business owners. Like, think about the the business owner that's just left corporate, have just started their business, and not in. You know, unprecedented times but just normally those people are going to be feeling something very similar at those times anyway so putting you know your customer first your client first is always going to be important and i think you know the reassuredness that the customers clients would have felt by you reaching out would have helped a great a great deal so i just wanted to say that 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 firstly so um, i think being in the right mindset of helping is is a, a benefit to customers all the time as well. So not Absolutely. not just in unprecedented times. So Absolutely. Yeah. And the and the other part is the biggest opportunity is um you you called it being fluid, Leon. Yep. I call it about realigning, possibly, yep. but it's about constantly checking where am I going, listening to the people in like your clients, your prospects, what is it that they need, and being really certain and confident in where you're leading them knowing what they need and making sure that you have everything within you to be able to take your clients to where they need to go. Yeah, for sure. I definitely think there's there's always, you know, minor degrees of adjustments that need to be happening all the time. And I just think when times are like at the moment, really tough, um, that that's more important to make sure that you keep realigning more often so that you stay on track. Let's talk very, very quickly. I want to touch on that times are really tough and they are, okay? They're really tough for people that are in um, lockdowns um, a lot more than what we are here in Sydney, um, talking about people that may be financially really struggling. 
but there's still the same amount of money in the world. It's what we're going through now is just this redistribution event. There's still the same amount of money. It's just going to different places. So don't get yourself caught into there's no money or business is bad. Think, okay, I may need to realign. I may need to do something a little bit different and be really open and fluid about where you're heading. Yep, absolutely. There's a book and I can't remember who wrote it. Now, I forget the name right. Is it Who Stole My Cheese? Who Moved the Cheese? Who Stole the Cheese? I'm going to have to uh, look that up. Who Moved My Cheese, I think. Is that the one? Yeah, yeah. And, and I see that this is kind of similar where, you know, I mean, if you think about like, you know, a blacksmith, what they used to do, now it's done by mm-hmm. machines in a factory somewhere else, you know, mm-hmm. in, in a big forge or whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's changed where, you know, so if you think about, you would have gone to the blacksmith, paid the blacksmith, you know, got the parts made, whatever it was, and then, you know, now you're going to a factory that's just pumping these things out, you know, so the money's going there. So that's the realignment. So mm-hmm. what is the realignment at the moment, you know, in, you know, even for speakers where they were speaking on a stage in front of people, now they're speaking virtually, you know, in front of a camera to the people. So it's it's just uh, where's it moved to and are you following that? I think at the moment is probably, you know, when you look at the redistribution of wealth and, you know, who's paying for what and, you know, what's needed in the economy at the moment and what's needed for the, for business at the moment. Mm, yeah, don't get really caught up on I've got this idea and I'm going to do it because I hate to say it, but it's not about you. It's about what, what other people want and how you can help them. So, yeah. Take the light, shine it on your audience and serve. Beautiful. All right, let's give a shout out to Inner Circle, a member Jay Harris from jharris.com.au. Like Elena, he's got two episodes of the podcast that were his favourites. Episode 95, The One Thing. In that episode, we talked about what you need to do to take your business to the next level. Maybe you're just starting out. Maybe you are heading towards six figures. Maybe you want to crack into seven figures. Whatever it is, we talk about the one thing you need to do at different stages of your business to take it to the next level. And the other episode that he loved was episode 113, which was Purpose, Confidence and Ease with Alison Callan. Uh, And that was a great episode where Alison shared how to really show up and be the best best version of yourself and not self-sabotage. That was a really great episode. So thank you so much for sharing those, Jay. Oh, self-sabotage. That's a good one. <laughs> Wee, that's a hot, that's like we could do three episodes of self-sabotage, <laughs> yeah, couldn't yeah. we? Multiple episodes, yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Marsha Sheehan from MarshaSheehan.com, who was also on episode 198 of the Thought Leaders Business Lab just last week, asked, do you know each other's self-sabotages? So here we go. There's self-sabotage. <laughs> do you know each other's self-sabotages? And if so... When they're rearing up, are you able to communicate it to each other? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm a bit worried about what you're going to tell me. Oh, <laughs> why don't I, why don't I go first? <laughs> <laughs> you go first. Go on. Uh, so I've noticed um, with you that sometimes you stop putting yourself out there, you know, or doing that, that the live that you want to do that day or, or, or whatnot. And um, I, I think you're probably self-sabotaging I know there's a reason for it. It's because you try and help so many people that you make yourself so tired. And I think then you did, then you go, I'm just too tired. <laughs> so, um, and I can see your point because it's hard to, you know, to, you know, get lots of spark and, you know, get on the live. Um, but not doing it's probably, you know, as we know, worse than, you know, doing a bit tired. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
Yeah. That's about all you really do. <laughs> and, and and you do call me on it. You do call me on it. Yeah, and you're like, all right, I'll go and do it. <laughs> and so so I guess, you know, do you know each other's self-sabotage? This is the first part of the question. And, yes, we definitely both do. I've noticed, I guess, from my background of being a business owner for my whole adult life, really, I know that things go wrong every day. Um, I know that at the beginning of your business journey, it's a lot harder to deal with. Um, as you move on, it's you, you learn how to deal with them differently and you move from really taking things personally to moving into a, an outcome-focused role. And I know that, that Leon, that you, you know, being that CS personality, you're really afraid of making a mistake. But when I notice that, and I think this is really important from a relationship perspective because as, um, you know, as a husband and wife or partners, you know, you can maybe not deliver things as nicely as you would a team member, you know, because those, those those walls aren't there. So I'm really, really aware of not doing that with you. So I know that if I see you holding yourself back because you're afraid of making a mistake, which doesn't help us because if something happens, we need to deal with it super fast. I certainly don't point the finger because I know that you're quite introverted. If I pointed the finger, you'd retreat even more. So rather I acknowledge what's going on and help you put the systems and processes into place to make sure it doesn't happen again, which I hope helps you feel like you're more in control of the situation. Yeah, yeah, it it does. And and I think, look, and you're absolutely right, that stuff is going to happen. Things are going to go wrong, not to plan, things break, you know, software doesn't you know, work the way it should, et cetera, et cetera. And probably, you know, calling me on my BS it actually helps to actually solve the problem, which is sometimes you just need to get in there and get it fixed, you know, ASAP. So, mm, mm. Um, and that that's important, you know. Mm. Yeah. But I think that the the key here, and it's something that we both do, is we don't deliver it in a way that um, belittles the other person, that we always deliver it in a way that empowers the other person and helps. I, you know, I know you do it to me, and I and I do it with you. We help each other to feel supported. So yes, uh, we can see each other self sabotaging, but rather than point the finger and make the person feel disempowered, we do the opposite. It's like empower that person and and support them and help them to move through and put whatever it is in place that needs to happen. Yeah, absolutely. You're trying to make everyone you know, better and lift everyone is it, you know, all boats on a rising tide. That's important. I, I think there's, you know, there's no point in, in cracking it at someone because you just obviously get, they go into defensive mode, probably doesn't get fixed. And then, you know, you're kind of damaging the, the work relationship, home relationship. Mm. So really, you know, that's no help to anyone. Mm, totally. Which which flows into a question from Anthony Chansamuth from simplecreativemarketing.com. Anthony is in the uh, Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook and has joined me for a community connect in there before. So if you haven't met Anth, look that up. But he asks, how do you keep the flame alive in your relationship? What practices have developed have you developed that reminds you that the other person or reminds the other person <laughs> that they're still your number one? Yeah, I think we've touched a little bit on this as well when it, you know we're talking about you know what we do in regards to you know um, to boundaries and and making sure that, that we actually have the time set aside to spend with that person. So for us, I, I definitely know that you know just hanging out with each mm. other is, is probably the number one thing that we love doing in it and 
and I hope that reminds you. <laughs> I think that what both of us do, I know that I'm I consciously do this every single day and I know uh, hand on heart I know you do this for me as well is that we don't just assume that the other person knows we tell each other multiple times a day I tell you multiple times a day that you are my number one so it's not left to chance you absolutely know yeah and that's awesome and I really want you to know the same oh I love you (laughs) love you too babe (laughs) oh P.S. Yeah. Our second wedding anniversary this week. How cool is that? Episode 200 and second wedding anniversary. There's got to be something in all those twos there. Yeah. That came out super fast, didn't it? Oh, time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> time flies when you're having fun. We were meant to be back on the glacier for this for this uh, anniversary. We yeah. had decided that we were going to go back to the glacier yeah. and spend some time up there soaking it in rather than getting married. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, because – when we'll we actually got married, I, I think we were on the glacier for, I think, 45 minutes and mm-hmm. it felt like two. It and, did. And I was like, oh, I want to look around now. We can't look around. No, no, you guys get back <laughs> in the helicopter. <laughs> we're going. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, we definitely need to get back there still. So Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Um, Leonie Lomax, who has the Intuitive Leaders Facebook group, if you are a business owner that really wants to step up and be the less the less beater or the best leader, <laughs> um, definitely jump into Leonie's Facebook group. Leonie is beautiful and a client of mine also. She asks potentially the most important question that's been asked on the podcast yet. Who makes the cuppers? <laughs> Let me tell you, when Leon said to me right at the beginning of our relationship, Babe, I don't know what you do. I can't keep up with you. Just know that I'll make the coffee in the morning and pour the wine in the afternoon. He was mine. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually think I was on something there because, you know, you know, with your apprentices, when you're as an apprentice, they actually have to sweep the floor first and, like, you know, and do the hard yards to like, work yeah. out what, what they're, what, what's happening and actually learn the trade. So it was good because I actually got to, you know, pour the wine and make the coffees and not in that order. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you glad you fixed that. <laughs> Just saying. And and I think that that actually that actually helped me, you know, move into the business as well because I needed time to learn. So by yeah, making making the cuppers, um, I think it actually helped me, you know, move into the business. So it was actually really good. Oh, I love it. I hadn't even realized I had an apprentice. I just liked having my coffee. <laughs> but she she also did ask, how do you honor each other's energy? And this this is such a Leone question. This is so beautiful. And when I read this, I just felt this because I think that this is so important because as partners, sometimes we can't articulate what's going on. Something with our relationship is right from day one, we've had very deep conversations which I know scared you right at the beginning, Leon. Yeah, uh, We've always been very <laughs> open. But the way that I honour Leon's energy or the way I honour your energy, babe, is that I can see it. I know you so well that I can see it. I can tell whether you're you're frustrated because something's not working. I can see if you're angry at something. I can see if you're exhausted or tired. I can see if something, you know, you're having this quiet celebration inside and you haven't shared it with me. I can see all of that. And no matter what it is, I always acknowledge it and put it into words and, you know, and stop 100% present in what we're doing and and just, you know, say, you know, what's going on or, wow, I can see that you're just having a win. Like, let's celebrate that. Whatever it is that you're going through, I always stop and give you 100% focus and and acknowledge what it is you're going through. Yeah, that's so awesome and I really appreciate that. 
And um, I think that's something that I um, I do for you, and I I hope it I hope it's working well. Is I try and keep you in in sync with the flow the flow of how you like to get things done. So make sure that hopefully keeping you in the right state of mind for what you're trying to do. So you know um, if you're keeping you on track, you know, in, in, in the right place. And if you're doing something in the business that, that other things aren't hindering what you're trying to do. Mm, the, actually, this is something that you do amazingly well. And it was something that you noticed very early in my, re- in my relationship. Can we, can we delete <laughs> that? <about> you. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. In our relationship. And that is, I didn't realize when I'm really focused on something or thinking about something that I go extremely silent. I didn't realize that because there is so many voices in my head <laughs> chattering that in my head it's really loud. I didn't realize that when I'm really focused I get silent and you used to think that I was upset or that you'd done something wrong and it was something that I didn't realize and now you know that you support me and you just know that that's what's happening and you and you just kind of let me go on my way and know that usually on the other side of that really, really silent few hours is a few hours where I talk probably and make up for the whole few <laughs> hours all at once. That's the way I work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, and just to give the everyone a bit of an idea about it, um, you know, if we're talking about something, 10 minutes later, I'm still on that same idea. But, yeah, in the meantime, you've had another, like, you know, 20 ideas and moved on. So, yeah. If you're thinking about something for a few hours, I can yeah guarantee that there's a whole lot in there going on. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, yeah, we definitely have learnt to not just learn the way that each other works, but to really acknowledge it and honour it. So um, I love that. I love that question, Leonie. Thank you so much for asking it. Um, and the final question, and this has been the longest episode ever, <laughs> and we only picked out less than half of the questions. Uh, the last question was Ellie Nitschke, again, from madeformore.com.au, and she asked, how did you know it was time to work together on your business or did you start it as a partnership, which I think we've already you know, suggested that no, we didn't start this as a partnership. Leon and I met probably five years into my coaching business and and only came in sort of full-time. You've been in the business really for five years, babe. Yeah, but yeah. Full-time, I've always been there doing something but not But full-time full about a year. Yeah. 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 Um, and that was to do with that, you know, exactly what we are talking about before, that corporate, um, that you know, being the safety net for you and, and not wanting to let go of that. Um, and I think the interesting thing is that a lot of people probably are in that position and it's interesting because a lot of people don't want to leave their job because that's the safety net where I've always looked at the opposite and thought, why would you want to be in a job where someone else tells you how much you should be earning, tells you when you need to turn up, gives you the rules um, and and you're totally at that mercy and can lose that job at any moment. Um, so it's quite interesting that I've always had the opposite perspective where I would, I remember when I left my corporate, I left it saying, I want to, when I work harder, I want to be able to earn more money instead of working harder in a job and getting paid the same amount, you know. So I, I think that being in business empowers you to be able to, to make so many more decisions. Yeah. I don't know if a lot of that was also to do with, you know, 30 years of corporate brainwashing as well, mm. you know, and, and people telling you that, oh, you have to have a good job and you've got to stick with it and don't give up and keep going and, you know, like, you know, take five years to become a whatever and, you know, get some kind of a – degree or whatever and then you you can do this and then you become a manager and then you become a you know and it's just 
I don't know. I think there's a lot of rules that are put on all these things by people that they're just there's no factual behind them, no facts, you know, no. behind these things. So, and but it's just like brainwashing. And then when you go to go do something else, you have all these like you know inner battles with, well, what if I leave? What if this happens? What if that happens? And um, yeah, I think at the end of the day, I think it comes back to decision making and whatever you do. Just make the most of it when you're doing it. And if any comes up, just deal with it at the time. And Absolutely. So. Absolutely. So her second part of that question is, do you have distinct roles in your business and what does that look like? And the answer is we definitely do. Absolutely, um, we, we do. Yep. We definitely do yep. because we are very different personality types with very different skill sets, with very different ways of working. If we tried to do the same things, that would not work. No. And I think that. This is a lesson I learned very early in my first business um, with my then husband. We used to try and do things together and we used to argue like there was no tomorrow. We could lift the roof off (laughs) with our (laughs) arguments. Um, So we learned very early in the piece to understand, you know, what we were both good at. So, you know, having that background made it very easy Uh, when Leon came into the business to understand that it has to be separate. So I look after what we call the front front of house of our business. So I look after the coaching, the content creation. We both look after the team but in very different ways and Leon is more back back of house. So really looking after the clients, looking after the systems, the processes. I don't know how we describe how we both look after the team but in different ways. Yeah, there is a bit of overlap and maybe it comes down to making sure that the whole customer experience is met. I think that's what that's why it ends up being that way because there's the I make sure that a lot of the basic, you know, day-to-day stuff happens, but if there's something that comes into play with making sure that, you know, the overall customer experience is right, that's more when you kind of get involved with it. So, and I think that coming from the front end is is mm. why you end up getting more involved with it. So, and and I just got to say, as a quick side note as well, when you say that you're not techie, and uh, I'm trying to fix something in the back end, and you go, "Why don't you just do this?" and I go, "Oh, that's a great idea, Mister Non-Techie <laughs> Person." <laughs> <laughs> I know that that's probably. <laughs> I remember saying that to a friend of ours, Josser Gear, one day, saying, "Oh my goodness, I'm not techie." He's like. Sam, seriously? He's like, sure, you know Coda, but you're more techie than anyone I know. Yeah, I called BS on that. <laughs> so did Joss. <laughs> yeah, good call, Joss. <laughs> it was just because I know so many cool people that are very techie. <laughs> yeah, there's some really smart people out there. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Leon, thank you so much for joining me for episode 200. Yeah, that's been awesome, and I think there's actually so much more we could talk about on these on these topics too. So there is. I kind of felt like we sort of at one point were almost like having some sort of marriage counselling session. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to come back and revisit some of these questions because they're great. Oh, there was – the, seriously, guys, there is so many more awesome questions. Um, if you really enjoyed hearing us answer your questions – Flick them through, head over to the Thought Leaders Business Lab community, um, send us your questions. If you don't want to hear us ever again, please let us know that too. <laughs> but my spidey senses tell me that people will want to. Our Definitely our most recorded, uh, most recorded, most downloaded episodes are, uh, are some of the episodes that you and I have done, Leon. So there must be something there. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I think we should do some more. Absolutely. Uh, and if you're going to invite me back. <laughs> 
Yeah, you can come back. I'll have you. You, you can stay. I'll keep you. Awesome. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for being part of 200 episodes of the Thought Leaders Business Slab podcast. I so appreciate you hanging out with us here and uh, joining me every week. We would love you to subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app and would love you to head into iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a written review that would be ever so helpful. Thank you so much again for joining us. Really look forward to another 200 episodes with you. And thanks for listening. Ciao for now. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to the show. Whenever you're ready, here are three ways I can help you. Number one, grab a free copy of the Thought Leaders Positioning Checklist over at samanthariley.global forward slash checklist. Number two, check out my inner circle for coaches, experts, and change makers over at samanthariley.global forward slash inner circle. Or number three, connect with me to discuss how I can work with you on a more personal or a one-on-one level at hello at samanthariley.global. I look forward to hanging out with you here again on Thursday, right here on the Thought Leaders Business Lab.